everyone. It's me, Miss Self Love, and I'm so excited that I have my client on here that just finished the program. Woo. You guys know I get excited about clients. There she is. Oh my goodness. Say, say hi to everyone, Martha. Hello. Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, I am so excited to be here, Miss Self Love. Thank you so much for allowing me to journey with you these last 30 days. Um, it's been 30 days of just insight and, and knowledge and wisdom and vulnerability. Um, the list is infinite, but I'm really excited to be here. I'm here excited to share with all of you my experience thus far. Um, and I'm here to encourage all of you that if you are on a similar journey, uh, to keep on pushing through. So, so stoked. And um, yeah, let's go. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> yes, Martha, I love having you on here. I love you. We're so um, compatible. You're like my my soulmate client. We're so <laughs> compatible. That's what, that's what I'm calling it. I love that. Yes. So what? Um, how do we meet, Martha? So we met, actually. You know, I, I was... Um, coming down, um, down world spiraling, if you will. <laughs> I had just left uh, the partner that I was with uh, and I was searching online and on Instagram and just, you know, getting familiar with other podcasters. And for me, I, I love to read. So I love knowledge is power. One of the things for me is that I am a continuous learner. And uh, I think one of the things that this relationship, um, I think sometimes maybe potentially even took away from me was my willingness and my willpower. And so after it ended, I said, no, I gotta, you know, buckle up my bootstraps again and find resources. And so I stumbled upon, um, you through Spotify and, uh, I listened to a couple of your podcasts and just like you said, I said, I, I feel like I know this woman, like we connected, um, you know, you're, you're such a, a profound, you know, speaker, but you're so real and you're so raw. And, and that's really what really did it for me where I was like, I need to speak to this woman because <laughs> she's already yes. speaking my language. Uh, and so I reached out to you and, and sure enough, you know, I, I heard back from you, uh, very quickly. And, and then our journey started, you know, within the next couple of days. And so that, that's how I stumbled upon you. Like I said, divine intervention. Uh, and I'm very, I'm very thankful for that. Yes, I'm so excited. It's like law of attraction, like gravity. That's right. That's what it definitely is like. So this is exciting. So let's go back to how you felt in the beginning of the program when yes. you started with me. Wow, all the feels, as you can imagine, all of them. I was really, really in a, a very difficult position. Um, I had just, you know, uh, left uh, my significant other, and there was just a lot of feelings of just doubt and, and insecurity. And I think, you know, when you are with, a, with an ex or a, a toxic partner in this case, um, they have a lot of control over you, but I think because we we give them a lot of control, right? And so for mm. me, really harnessing that back felt like such a difficult task. And I knew that I needed to get help 
um, because there were only so many books and podcasts and things that I could mm. listen to, right? There are times in like these where you have to up your ante and you need to reach out to people that are experts, that are professionals. You really need to add them um, as, as a tool. Hey guys, we're on a quick break. It's me again, Miss Self Love. And if you're loving what you hear on the podcast, and if it is helping you in any way, you can buy me a coffee. I love coffee. It's what keeps me going. I'm from New York. You know we love coffee over here. And if you don't, well, now you know. (laughs) So yeah, buy me a coffee. The link is right in the description. Or you can go to my Instagram and click the link in my bio and buy me a coffee. At Ms. That Self Love, M Z that S E L F L U V. And now back to the episode. Yeah, and so one of the things that I really wanted to make sure was that I, you know, was reaching out to the correct people, right? And so in this case, um, someone that had an unbiased opinion about my situation, myself, mm. my partner. So not a friend, not a colleague, not a roommate. Mm. Uh, and, you know, when I connected with you, I really felt that immediately where you would be great at helping mediate uh, my, you know, my emotions without judgment. Uh, and and I felt that connection from you right away. And that's really what kept me so hopeful uh, throughout the entire program. Thank you for saying all of that. All of that you said made a lot of sense. First, you know, I ain't got no business judging nobody because I done been through enough. So, <laughs> that's why I don't judge, you know. I don't, I don't like when people get to a certain place and then I forget where they came from. Right, and you know that's why I like doing this because it helps me remember where I came from and how I grew and how I can help others, you know, grow from the same place. So you know, we all came from somewhere at the end of the day. So I love that you said that because that I kind of want to segue into a lot of the realizations uh, that I came to during the program and and even prior to the program, right? Because. We all learn attachment at a very early age. And uh, there's attachment theory. There's a theory of attachment, right? And it's pretty much uh, an evolutionary theory uh, about how we attach to our primary caregivers as a child. And that attachment actually forms and develops itself through adulthood. So whatever type of attachment you had with your caregiver seems to actually be a very similar attachment to your partners or your relationships. And I realized that I tend to have an anxious, preoccupied attachment style. And therefore, I am attached or attracted to avoidant partners. Now, the reason for that is because it's that push and pull, right? It's the constant uh just living for the breadcrumbs right and so when an avoidant partner gives you breadcrumbs as an attachment uh, anxious attachment style you hold on to those breadcrumbs Uh, but unfortunately it becomes very toxic because it is a constant push and pull dynamic and it's extremely unhealthy it causes so much havoc within your nervous system because at this point you know it's fight or flight you don't know when you're going to get that dose of love uh and it all goes back to addiction 
right? Because mm. you end up becoming addicted to the breadcrumbs. You end up thinking that you are just worth the breadcrumbs. Uh, and that's what you continue to hold on to. And, you know, it's a huge epiphany and you just have these amazing breakthroughs when you realize that you don't have to accept that. And you really step into your purpose when you know your boundaries. Uh, and it's very difficult to set boundaries uh, because you have been so used to self-abandonment in order to meet other people's needs that when your boundaries are so strong, unfortunately, you are going to let people down, but typically only those people that were used to not having boundaries with you. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was a huge, like I said, a huge awakening for me to realize that unfortunately, you know, I, I was walking in in very uneven ground because of my attachment style and my partner's avoidant attachment style. Uh, what was yeah. your um, attachment style again? So I tend to have an anxious, preoccupied attachment style. So you take the test online or? Yes, yes. There's a test online mm -hmm. um, that you can go um, and there's four types of attachment. It's secure, avoidant, um, anxious, or disorganized. Okay. Um, Send me yeah. the test. Well, I will. I will. I will. And I better come out secure. <laughs> <laughs> right? Gosh, we all hope so. I think, you know, I'm going to be honest. I think that there's a little bit of each in, in all of us. That's true. Um, I agree. Yeah. And the awesome thing about attachment theory is that um, you know or you can learn how to modify certain behaviors, but you have to be very self-aware, right? You have to know and own, in a sense, what your attachment style is, even if it's not suited, even if it's not the best, right? Because to me, I'm just like, wow, how am I anxious, preoccupied? I kind of rebuked that. I said, no, I'm not. I'm hella secure. Lies. That's um, true. Lies. <laughs> right? And so I really had to be vulnerable and I had to be raw and I had to be so self-aware. And once you read down the breakdown of those theories, you're like, wow you see yourself through these pages and then even though it's disheartening it's also very exciting to know that there are tools and resources that can help you become um or have a healthier attachment to those around you so, so okay so and you said yours was came from your childhood why do you say yours come from, came from your childhood you know um Growing up, my mother and I had a very tumultuous relationship. Uh, her and I are really great. She's actually one of my best friends now. I absolutely adore her. Um, you know, but it was very difficult because even though she was physically present in our household, she was uh, emotionally unavailable at many different capacities. Um, again, her upbringing in her childhood, right? Um, and, and so I had to learn with, I had to learn how to really understand as an adult that my mom did the absolute best that she could with what she was given and I don't ever want to take any or discredit anything from her yeah. but being emotionally unavailable for a, a child is very detrimental yeah. and I don't think that we talk about that often we talk a lot about no. absenteeing fathers we talk about how difficult it is for children to grow up without a father in the household but we don't really speak about how difficult it is to have parents in a household physically but not there emotionally no thank you for this and it's just so much um no it's sympathy for the mothers because yes it's like um, it is a lot of sympathy for the mothers because they're doing it and they're working and they're trying to 
yeah they got their own um stuff going on and agreed head and you know so 100% 100% and you know it's kind of wild to think that as we're young kids we're actually watching our parents grow up in front of our eyes (laughs) and we forget that because I'm 35 and I'm just like damn if I had a kid right now he'd be like mom look Mm. look, do better mom get it together for the both of us I'm just kidding (laughs) no but they do they follow everything my son follows everything I do that's why I was so happy when I made the change yes because then they follow you subconsciously subconsciously in the back of your brain a hundred percent their brain so you know um it's some real shit it is sharing that because that's some real you know stuff that's, it is you know, hard on both sides on the mother's side and the child's side and for everybody to um get out of their own heads and pay attention to um the people that's there for us like the um one of my mentors said at the end of the day pay attention to the people that's going to be at your funeral yep we all have to get out of our own head and do that correct correct I I agree I agree but it's very interesting right because it it really is about you know the psychology and biology and the human psyche and a lot of us we're love addicts or when we are caught up in toxic relationships we just don't understand why we have these heightened emotions that cause us to do things that we know in our mind are not logical but our heart just leads you know leads us and I think people like you you know uh, allow us you know to to really question why we are acting upon certain emotions that we don't understand uh, and so when we talk about, you know, love addiction, and I know that, you know, you've had me listen to, uh, you know, Ace Metaphor, which to me, again, you know, has been such an amazing resource because he really does break down how love and addiction go hand in hand, but are two different entities. And when we are in a relationship with a toxic partner, we really truly believe that we love them, but we don't really understand that. We're just really addicted to the dysfunctionality um, that they've brought into our lives and our nervous system, (laughs) you know, grows familiar with it. And so we confuse the two. And that's why it's very difficult to get out of these relationships because, you know, we think we love them. You can't see me. I'm doing air quotes. Um, But it's something completely opposite of what love is. Yes, like drugs, like heroin. Yeah. And then when you first fall in love, it's dopamine. Yeah. All those feel goods. All those feel goods. Yeah, that dopamine. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That part. That okay, part. So thank you for sharing that. I just wanted to um, touch because I know a lot of people are into the attachment style. Thank you for doing a whole attachment style episode. Sure. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people are definitely you know into that so the question i would have for you is so once somebody finds out what their attachment style is how and and their ex's attachment style what do they do then so now i know we it's your ex now i know my attachment style and my ex's attachment style so now what do they do well typically i mean it's all about open communication at that point right because it's very important for you to know your partner's attachment style because that's going to allow you to cash in on their bids well, what if it's their ex at this point? They're not together. Oh, um, 
are they wanting to get back with their ex or are they just they want to get back with their ex but their ex went off off in a hot boy a hot girl summer oh oh no (laughs) i say goodbye thank you and goodbye no so what what's the next move now so that so this is the situation so they know their attachment style they know their ex's attachment style their ex went off into the winter hot boy hot girl summer but still contacts them like once every two weeks just to check in from their hot boy hot girl summer vacation what what does this person do well, really, I think awareness more than anything is going to be the key, right? Because if you were with an ex that had an opposite attachment style than yours, what ends up happening is you're always going to be wanting to prove to them that you are enough. So if I am an anxious my ex-partner is an avoidant, he will continue to flee from from me and I will continue to chase him. And now the reason for the chasing is because I want to prove to him that I am worthy. And that's really where the addiction aspect has to come to a halt. Because really what you're addicted to is you're addicted to the validation. That's some deep shit. Okay. And I love said the worthiness that had finished. Mm-hmm. Right. You're addicted to the validation of this specific person. You want to say, hey, come back because I want to prove to you that I am worthy of your love, that I do have the capacity to continue to meet your needs, even if you're not meeting mine, because my self-abandonment is so strong that I will continue to abandon myself in order to love you. And that is not acceptable. And that is not okay because what you will continue to do is you will continue to feel empty unseen unheard for the sake of someone else's behalf that doesn't give a shit about you oh damn right and and that's the difficult part right is that you want to prove to them that you are sufficient that you have everything that they need, that there is no one else out there that is going to love them the way you do. But the thing is that it's not about you. It's it, it's about them. And so they aren't going to make those changes. And one of the podcasts that I listened to at the very beginning prior to enrolling in your program, and I swear this light bulb just lit up for me, where you said it, you know, your partner is going to change on their behalf. And if they happen to meet someone along the way, don't think that they changed for that person. They Mm. changed for themselves just at a different time in their life. Amen. Because a lot of women are like, oh, hootie hoo, you're going to go do this for so-and-so. I've been so good to you. You never did that for me. But like you said, it just so happens that that person happened to be in their life at the time when they were willing to change. So it's not about you, baby girl. It's about them. Wow. Yes, right? Learn how to release the control. Mm. Because if you're always longing to control the outcome, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Because there are so many different variables at play that you will not have control of. Mm. Thank you for sharing this whole, this this is amazing. And this is deep, and I'm just digging because I know this is what people want to, um, having issues with this. I know a lot of people are researching attachment styles. I know a lot of people are um, having issues, you know, wondering why didn't they change for me? Why wasn't I good enough? The validation, the worthiness. I'm glad that, you know, we're getting into this because this is a lot of people's struggles, you know, especially why didn't they change for me? 
um yeah that was one of the struggles I had really bad towards the end that I had to um you know my coach had to tell me when I'm telling you what you're telling everybody that you know people change for themselves yeah you know if somebody says they're changing for you it's not real right and it won't last Exactly. Yeah. There's no sustainability in that. Right. Because then you're yeah. going to have to constantly be on their asses about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's, I think it's very true even within ourselves. If we're looking at ourselves and we are identifying changes that we've made in our lives, uh, you know, there's a pattern and it shows that we've changed because we wanted to not because somebody else wanted us to. And so control is very big and understanding that it is going to hurt it is going to be very difficult to release that cord, right? Because there's an etherical cord tied to you and the specific person. And cutting that cord and realizing that we are both on individual journeys and holding yourself responsible, first and foremost, for your growth uh, is primary, right? Everything else is secondary. And I know, trust me, I know. And I just want to give a huge, huge recognition to all of your listeners that I know what it feels like when you are consumed by thoughts of this particular person all day, every day. Uh, but when that starts consuming you, you need to realize that that's when you have to release control because Like you said, I'm putting in the work right now. I reached out to you. I'm reading the books. I'm looking for the resources. You don't know what they're doing. And if maybe you do know them and they're not that type of person, then maybe they are, you know, out there raging and partying and drinking and doing all the things to escape this separation Mm. while you're Mm. putting in the work. And that's Mm. the only thing that you can control. Wow. Thank you for saying it so nicely. They're escaping. Because I was calling them menaces to society. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying They're escaping. They they oh, truly God. are, right? And and that's a coping mechanism. A coping mechanism, right, is, is, is to escape and to, you know, try to distract themselves. Uh, and we, we do it all. You know, we're humans and, and we do it all the time. You know, we do it with our cell phones or, you know, if there's a moment of quietness, we want to put music on or, you know, we always want to be busy. And you really have to ask yourself subconsciously, why is it that I feel like I need to escape? And I think this program for me personally um, really allowed me to hone in. Uh, even when there were moments where I was starting to feel sad and those feelings of maybe it wasn't that bad because we know we've all been there, right? Where you forget all the bad shit that happened and all of a sudden you could only remember those those dates and those memories and those photos. And what I really had to do in those moments, and you know this girl, even yesterday, yeah. I had to sit down and I had to read all of the homework and all of the notes that I've taken these last 30 days. And I looked at the notes and the vulnerability in those pages and the rawness. And it made me realize a lot of things because on paper, you can really see that person for what they are, right? It's factual. Like I I wrote facts, I wrote nothing but facts. And so I had to take myself away from being emotional and I had to sit down and I had to read the facts. I said, show me the car facts. Uh, And sometimes we don't have people in our lives And that's why we need to reach out to professionals like you that really, you know, have the format 
and, and the capability to guide us through such a difficult time in our lives. So thank you for that. No, thank you for all of this. You know, you're well spoken. You're a great speaker, as you know. You know, thank I can't you. wait to start your podcast. <laughs> thank you. A great journey for you. And thank you for um, teaching everybody. So, yeah. So let's get into the next question. So, how do you feel now? So, how do you feel now after the program? I feel, I feel good. I feel. Like the weight has really been lifted off my shoulders and what I mean by that more than anything is is the awareness. Uh, I think for me personally being on a journey when it comes to detoxing uh, an, an ex, it's great because it's taught me how to set boundaries again and not only with just my ex, right? But you can take this information, you can take these tools and this knowledge and this wisdom and you can apply it to all of your relationships, whether it be with friends, with family, with business partners and coworkers. Because at the end of the day, you know, you are the one that has to, you teach people how to treat you. And when you work on setting strong boundaries, those boundaries overflow into all of your relationships. And so I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling bold, I'm feeling confident. Uh, that I can, you know, continue to attract my tribe and my people with the new boundaries that I've set for myself. And I'm hopeful that I will continue to attract a very similar purpose partner um, that knows how to respect my boundaries, that knows how to cash in on my bids, um, that knows about emotional intelligence, and really wants to dive deep into personal development with me. So... Mm. That's really where where my mind is at, and I, even though you know my partner hurt me indefinitely, mm-hmm. he's also been a great teacher. Oh yes, and he's probably been one of my greatest teachers um, thus far in life. Um, and the reason for that is because he poked and activated a lot of my childhood traumas, okay. and he, yeah. And I think that this was necessary for me to transcend. And even though it's been extremely difficult, uh, I still think that there have been so many lessons learned. Um, You know, I don't want to resent him. Um, I send him love. I send him peace. Like I said, he's on his individual journey. And a lot of the things that he's done on his own is also because of, you know, his wounded inner child. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I still think... I'm very grateful for the lessons that I've learned. Yes, that's some deep stuff. The, the ex is the, actually the teacher. Yeah. That's some real deep stuff. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. This is amazing. Thank um, you. All of that. that is great. <laughs> thank you thank you and I just yeah no I'm just saying like I you know I really am hopeful and I and I want to encourage all of you listeners um you know where where you're feeling like you're kind of you know hitting the mark and striking out uh you know I encourage you to really go inward and get to know yourself uh I always thought that self-love was just something that people said to make themselves feel good about themselves, right? Cliche. It's like, oh, self-love, self-love, like it's a cliche, you know? Martha. Everybody's it is. Saying it out, oh man, yes. I don't like it. It's a cliche. 
right and so even now like you know we live in a world where it's all about aesthetics and social media and and but really diving in and getting to know yourself at your core is invaluable because it's not till then that you'll really be able to manifest someone that can meet you at your level right and and that's that's been one of the most um, difficult parts for me is finding a, a partner that can meet me halfway. And I'm on my way because I'm bettering myself, right? I would never ask my partner something of them that I am not doing for myself. And so me joining this program, you know, has kind of been the catalyst for my, you know, continual growth. But it's also taught me to sit down and, and value myself uh, and release control uh, in order for me to, to step into other areas of my life that I think I'm ready for. Yes. I love that shit. This yeah, is great. So do you feel like it was like the breakup was a block kind of from the other things you wanted to do? What do you think? I think it was because it consumed me, right? It consumed my thoughts mm. and it consumed my time. It consumed my energy. It consumed many things and I think that now I am starting to take that control and that energy back and I am allowed to I'm allotting that energy that once was spent on him to overflow into other areas of my life and whether that be my pets my family my plants myself most importantly and I think that's one thing you realize is that when you get in a relationship you know, you, you want to give up everything for this specific person. But that's actually counterintuitive because I've heard that, you know, you become even somewhat, some people are less attracted uh, to you when you just completely give everything up for them, right? Oh, because yeah. then, Because then at that no. point, they're just like, okay, like you're not really an individual anymore. Mm. At this point, you're just kind of like my sidekick, like, mm. you know, and so I, I, I want to encourage everyone. Ladies, men, if you're listening, be about yourself. Be about your business, even when you are in a relationship, okay? Because the best way you can love who you're with is by loving yourself. And I had read a quote that says, you know, love me by loving you. Woo! And that is, I said snaps. I said you snaps. fucking messed up. This is some good yes. stuff, Martha. You got to come back on the podcast. <laughs> When I will, girl. Don't threaten me with a good time. What you doing tomorrow? What you doing? So, Martha, you're from California. Where are you at in Cali? Yes, I'm in Cali. Cali, good old Cali, Long Beach, LBC. Got to represent. Yes. Yes. So, what? You're a photographer in Cali. So, there's a lot of California uh, people listening. So, hey now, hey fam, hey fam. So, Mm -hmm. I am actually a portrait and wedding photographer. Okay. Yes. So I left my corporate career about four and a half years ago to run my business full time. I was um, I worked for a Fortune 500 company. I was in uh, finance and technology, mm. and I, I took that leap. I took that leap that I think every entrepreneur hopes to make one day. Yeah. And uh, it's been great. You know, the risk was big, but the uh, reward has been so much greater. Uh, wow. And you know, one of the things that I think I've learned is really redefining what being successful is. 
Uh, and I think, you know, in your 20s, you obviously have a very different vision of what success means. You know, to me, when I was in my 20s, it's like, you know what, when I'm working for a, a Fortune 500 company, when I'm making X amount of money, when I'm driving this car, then I'll be happy. Right. And so you get to your 30s and you realize like, shit, like I'm aiming low because I've attained a lot of those things, but I'm still not fulfilled. And that's really when I had to redefine what is my my new definition of success. And I had to rewrite that because prior to rewriting my own definition of success, I was really following a definition that my parents thought, you know, was successful. Yes, my friends, we do that. Um, my, you know, and so I kind of rewrote my own rules and it's been great. It's been, it's something that I encourage everyone to do. Redefine what si- being successful is to you. If that means having a healthy mind, a healthy body, healthy relationships, that is success. I think that sometimes we tend to tie success as a monetary value. And although, hell yeah, money is very important, right? It's, right. Very, it's right, almost right up there with breathing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just like right there. Right oxygen. There. Yes, just oxygen, you know? <laughs> yes. However, you know, having a sane mental health, being yeah. conscious, having self-awareness. Now that shit to me is successful. No, and yeah, right, and thank you for that. And a lot of people, they have all the money, all the things like that, and they go and commit suicide. We talked about that, right? So, about um, people doing yeah. it. They go and they something's not happy, and they go into depression and hurt themselves, and they have all this money, and people be like, wow, what happened? They had all this money. You know, what's up? Yeah, yeah, it's very unfortunate. It is, and my heart really hurts for those people. You know, my heart always hurts for celebrities, right? Because we look at them and we think, wow, they must, they have it all. They have vacations and they have money and they have cars and they have, you know, restaurants. And But at the end of the day, really, it's it, it's about coming home to yourself. Ooh, shout out. It is. It is about coming home to yourself and redefining what you think is successful and feeling worthy, feeling worthy and feeling like you are enough. Uh, and I think, again, going and tying that back into relationships, right? Learning how to be in healthy relationships by identifying some of those red flags at the very beginning. You know, your your body, your chakras, your nervous system, it doesn't lie to you. And you and I spoke about this yesterday where when you are with someone that is not good for you, your body knows it. Ooh. Your body knows it. It's the vibration. It's the frequency. It's the energy. And a lot of us tend to oversee those things, right? Because we're lonely. We want, you know, we want a hand to hold and someone to run errands with. And we don't want to go to bed alone. And we don't, you know what I mean? And and so we, we tend to overlook some of those things for the sake of getting our needs met. But at a very high, high level. Damn, at a high risk. That's some deep shit, a high risk. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yes. Deep. Right, and, it, and it's not sustainable at the end of the day when we're going back to sustainability. Right. Uh, it, it's just not. It's like, not. Period. It's just like a instant set gratification. That's right. That's right. That's what it is. And, um, you know, uh, when I was listening um, to uh, Trenton Shelton's podcast about moving on. Yes. And, uh, you know, he talked about the three A's of moving on. 
And one of the things for me, um, it was kind of a bullet point off that it's FOF, facts over feelings. Mm, And I'm an Aquarius girl, so you know, give me the facts. Oh, look, give me, give me the facts all day, every day. I love data. I love marketing. I love numbers. Yes. And, you know, he also talks about, you know, the, the difference between potentiality and probability. Woo. That's where he took me to church. This is a lot. He always took me to church. (laughs) I said, he is, yes. He's in church. Listening, like, yes, sir. He took me to church, right? Because at the end of the day, you have to look at the patterns. Look at the history. Yes, the potential is there. But look at the probability. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's like playing um, gambling. It's like playing, um, what's that gambling game? The Russian roulette? Pretty. It's like playing that. It's like playing blackjack. It's like playing. I only used to play blackjack because the probability was always like I could count it how it could go in my favor. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you do have to look at the probability. Like, is this going to be in your favor, basically? Yeah, and I think that you know early on in in that relationship because for me in this relationship i had an inclination okay i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna gonna be real right now yes thank you i had an inclination where i was like damn this man is not for me but i'm a but you know what i'm gonna investigate (laughs) (laughs) you know i said i'm gonna get my little inspector gadget on and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna investigate even though i knew from the gate okay that this man was not good for me but what it was was the potentiality, right? I was like, oh, there's potential there. And now that everything has been said and done, it's like I should have looked at the probability. Mm. Mm. It's yeah. a deep step. And we went on with that. All of this is deep. Thank you for that. Um, just You're tell welcome. a little bit. Tell people where to find you on Instagram really quickly. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. My Instagram handle is Martha Pimentel Photography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just spell it for them. Yes. So Martha, M-A-R-T-H-A, Pimentel, P-I-M-E-N-T-E-L, and then photography. And it's all just one word together. Martha Pimentel Photography. Great, great, great. So what do you, somebody wants to book you, they just message you? or Yes, you? yes. So you can go to my website. My website is actually uh, on my bio on my Instagram. Uh, so typically people reach out to me through my website. There's an inquiry a submission button. Uh, and then also if you're on Instagram, you can send me a message on there as well. Um, I'm pretty responsive to that. Or you can email me at MarthaPimentel.com. Yes, and her pictures are beautiful. So what kind of clients are you looking for? What kind of pictures are you looking to take? That's actually a great question. Thank yeah. you so much for that. Uh, and so for me, I love, love, love portrait photography. Uh, given the fact the pandemic, you know, is dust, some of the dust is settling. Unfortunately, I, I had to put a hold on big weddings for a year. But now they're all kind of rushing and coming coming all at once, which I'm very happy about. But I will tell you this. One of the things that I realized is that I love small, intimate weddings. Mm. Uh, Talk about that. Yes. So for me, um, as far as, uh, you know, transitioning into smaller, intimate weddings, that's kind of what my goal is right now. So about anywhere from, you know, 20 to 
80 guests. That's kind of my sweet spot. But I also shoot engagements. I do maternity. I do lots of family portraits, which that's what I did mostly during the pandemic. Um, you know, it, it was hard because I was like, what am I going to do? You know, my the industry that I'm in is all event based and we have to be mindful about proximity. I actually launched porch mini sessions during the pandemic because, you know, a girl had to work. Tell me. <laughs> no, get it. Tell me. And so I said, how am I going to scale? You know, I need to be mindful. I need to be safe, but I still need to pay my bills. Amen. And so I, I, you know, I reached out to my clients and I said, you know, I'm offering porch mini sessions from a long distance. I'll be using my zoom lens. And it was one of the most beautiful things for me to be able to go and uh, spend time you know, with families that hadn't been together for years because, you know, the dad was always at work or mom was always working or grandma had to take care of kids. But now they're at home enjoying each other's company. And I had the opportunity to go in there and document one of the most craziest years of, of these people's lives. And, and I got to meet a lot of clients that way that now, you know, have, they have reached out to me in new milestones. So now there's birthdays and new pregnancies. And so um, even though 2020 was a difficult year for my business, I think it was important for me to really scale and redefine what it is that I wanted to do with my business model and then also continue to pursue my ideal clients. Yes, this is amazing. So right now, if they're doing a small wedding or what, anything else or... Yes. So weddings, okay. so maternities, maternity. so maternity session. Cause look, I've been doing a lot of maternities. Okay. okay. Y'all were busy. Y'all were busy during the <laughs> pandemic. Let me tell you. Okay. I Woo! <laughs> they was doing that hot person winner. Cold. Yes. They were, yeah, they were putting in work. Okay. <laughs> uh, look, I met so many little Rona babies. Ah! Yes. Give me all the, give Auntie Martha all the Rona babies. Let me tell you. <laughs> so the maternity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maternity, engagement, family. I do commercial photography. Oh, and another thing too mm -hmm. that I started doing. Um, the awesome thing about the pandemic, right? Silver lining is that a lot of people actually were able to realize that they're good at doing things outside of their nine to five. Um, I had people that picked up you know, um, woodwork. Uh, they became uh, professional organizers. Uh, they became bakers and now they have their little side hustles. And it's wonderful because they've reached out to me and they're like, hey, I need content and I need photos for, you know, my new website and my new Instagram that I'm launching. And I and it's been great for me to wow. you know, produce images for them for their little side hustle. And not only that, you know, I have a background in marketing. So it's great for me to go in and create, you know, a little bit of a business plan with my photos as far as how they can utilize and what type of captions they can use hashtags things like that on Instagram so um, yeah if you are you know in the Orange County LA area and you're starting a new business and you need headshots or you need you know content for your website or your Instagram you know reach out to me and we can make magic happen for you Martha, I love you. Seriously. You're amazing. <laughs> I love you. Just I love everything you. about you. We were supposed to be like the gravity, the law of attraction. I believe it. I believe it. And I love you. I love the work you do. I love your energy. I love your community. I love the platform that you're building. And honestly, I'm just excited to be a part of it. Oh my goodness. This is so great. Thank you so much for this. Um, getting on here, giving all that good 
talk to everybody. They're gonna get a lot out of this. You're helping so many people right now. I love that. I'm 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 thankful. I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. I loved working with you. You're amazing. You working together. I, I love working with you. You're amazing. I'm happy we're Thank gonna be you. continuing on working together. Yes. You know, um, and I'm excited. So, yes. Amen. Um, amen. Any last words for everyone before we leave? I think, you know, with, with closing, I, I would just like to, again, remind all of you that you are in an individual journey right now. And so you make choices every day when you wake up. You can make choices regularly. And so I encourage you to make choices uh, that are going to really help deepen your connection uh, with your soul, your mind, your body, and your spirit. Uh, And everything else after that will start aligning. Uh, You know, and you and I have talked about, you know, the universe and how, you know, the universe is not a genie. You don't grant it, you know, you, you don't ask it to grant you wishes per se. It's very vibrational. So what you give out is what returns. And I guess that's the awesome thing about, you know, manifestation. Uh, and so I would just continue to encourage all of you to manifest deepful, loving, meaningful relationships and not just romantic, even though those are very important, but overall connections. Um, with friends, family, business partners, neighbors, etc. And, you know, love will come to you that way. And I'm, I'm holding on to that. I am really holding on to that because I've made radical changes in my life thus far these last 30 days uh, that are already blossoming and flourishing into things that I didn't expect and in a very beautiful way. Yes, thank you so much. We could talk forever, girl. I'm about to go on and finish the book. <laughs> Thank you, Martha. Thank you for everything all that you do. Thank you for coming on here. I appreciate you. And thank you for everyone listening and have a great day. You too, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Okay, we'll chat soon. Bye. Bye bye.